0: Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOpen.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you're here with us today because I have a very special guest with us. Today we have with us Miss JJ DiGeronimo. She is an author and light worker. She's written the book Seeking, 74 Key Findings to Raise Your Energy, Sidestep Your Self-Doubt, and Align with Your Life's Work. And she's here today to talk to us about how to raise our energy and how to get rid of energy that's no longer serving us. And we know how important that is, especially right now with everything that's going on. So I'm so excited that she's here today. Thank you so much for being here today, JJ. Oh, thank you, Melissa. I'm thrilled to get into this conversation. Yes, I'm very excited about this because I do Reiki and I'm all about energy and clearing energy and how important that is. And so this is going to be a much needed conversation for our listeners today. So I'm very excited about you being here and being able to share with us how you raise your vibration and help other people to do that. But before you get started, I'd love to know just a little bit about you. How did you uh, get into doing energy work? Hmm, Great question. I think it definitely started by wanting to clean out my
1: vessels. So I had been in the tech industry for decades. I wrote a first book in 2010 and a second in 16. And I think I thought I was going to have a lot more joy and a lot more alignment and self- just self-approval. But what I found myself is not having much of any of those things. And I just needed to figure out like, why, why, why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? And I realized that, you know, a lot of what we're supposed to do comes through our relationships. And I had some relationships that were just poking at me and really challenging me to figure out who I was. And that was sort of my rebirth. Of my energy work back in 2016. And I have visited probably about a hundred energy practitioners over the last six to nine years. And it really is just one to learn about these ancient wisdom tools and techniques, but two is to really let go of what's no longer serving me to create room for love and light.
0: I love that. And that's such an important thing, too, because I think a lot of people we learn about raising our energy but we don't always learn that much about letting go of energy and so much of the day we go through and we pick up on all of this energy that's not our own especially if you're an empath and i know a lot of my listeners out there are and they just keep picking up all of these energetic frequencies from people and then they don't like clear it at the end of the day which i think is so important because it can really weigh you down
1: It can. And I think so many of us are so busy living outside our bodies. Like I was for sure. I was so busy projecting what was ahead of me or reflecting on what was past me, uh, behind me. I didn't really have the time to really, or I didn't create the time to really be like, what is happening within me? Yeah.
0: That is so true. So, how do you help people to raise their vibration? Because you've written this amazing book, The 74 Key Findings, where you're helping people to really raise their energy and side self-doubt. That is, oh my gosh, that's a huge one too. And helping people really align with why they're here because I think most of us, we get here, we're like, oh my gosh, what's my purpose? Why, why am I here?
1: Yeah, it's interesting because you know this is my third book and I think for many people say like it really, your truth really comes out in that third book. And I would say that I thought I was going to be able to ride on the accolades and milestones I had created to date But much of my finding is that I'm actually here for the work that's ahead of me from this point forward. And all of that was kind of warm up to the work that I'm doing now as a light worker and really bringing together energy practitioners. The reason I visit 100 energy practitioners is not because I just wanted to just go and do this. I am trying to find a bridge for everyday women to figure out how they can get more in touch and work from the inside out. And so I've been on a personal journey of just visiting all different types of energy practitioners. I've been hosting retreats and incorporating them. And really the goal is to just show that this is really a part of who we are and what we can tap into. So much of society has made us believe that that is voodoo or we shouldn't be doing it. But in reality... It is our innate knowing and really aligns with the feminine energy that, as you know, we're raising the feminine right now. And so it's no surprise that some of these energy practices are coming to the forefront to really help with that shift.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I think it's so important. The energy around us right now is so heavy. And I think so many people are starting to, at least what's been coming up for me, is that people are starting to kind of let go of the things that are holding them back and not serving them so that they can step into this new, I think, personal power, the way that I see it. And I feel like that's been one of my uh, purposes in life. I have thought my purpose was to do Reiki and to do these readings and that maybe this podcast. What I'm finding now is my purpose is to help other people find their purpose. And it's been amazing doing this podcast. People that come on, they would say like, oh, I've been afraid to do this, but I know I've needed to put myself out there. I'm like, yeah. And I'm supposed to be finding people to say, you're supposed to be doing this. You're supposed to be shining your light. You're supposed to be helping others. So I think it's so fascinating that you've created a space for people to be able to do that. I love that.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, light workers like us are all over the planet. And we're honestly just really figuring out the real work we're supposed to be doing. So it's a pretty exciting time. And if people are listening to this particular podcast, I mean, this conversation has a frequency, just like everything else. And you're probably listening to this because you're ready to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And those that are out there listening and think, OK, I know I need to work on my vibration. I know I need to raise my vibration. What are some key tips that you would give those people listening that they could maybe go after they listen to this podcast to work on starting that?
1: Yeah. So I have really three areas that I focus on to raise frequency. And so frequency Uh, is familiar to some people, but not others. But the way I try to think of it is sort of like a radio station, right? Radio, FM radio is frequency modulation. And you might be resonating at a 92.1, a 94.7, a 98.5, maybe a 102.7. Whatever it is for you, it doesn't really matter where you are. Just taking inventory of where you might be. And the first way to take inventory of where you are is not only how you express yourself externally to the people you talk to, things that you watch, you know, things that are happening outside your body, but really what's happening inside. And I think for many of us, we can shift our frequency when we shift how we talk to ourselves.
0: Yeah, that's a big one. The self-talk is something we've been programmed from a very young age that I think keeps a lot of people stuck. It
1: does It does keep a lot of people stuck. And honestly, it wasn't until I really practiced mindfulness that I had the ability to see what I was saying to myself. Mindfulness for me was a way of not only being in the present moment, but watching what happens inside my head. What are the thoughts I have on a regular basis? And I studied under a local teacher who followed John Kapotson. And mindfulness for me has given me great awareness to how little I support myself. And it's funny because I did so many women's events over the last 15 years because of the books I write for women in business. And no matter how many times you share, like how you move through through to the executive ranks, how do you get on a board? The number one thing that stops women is what they say to
0: themselves. That is, I think such a truth because we're so much harder on ourselves than anybody else would ever be. And I know that my self-talk used to be horrible. I would beat myself up over everything, every little thing. And I noticed what I was saying. And I found somebody through a podcast that I was listening to who started talking about the way you talk to yourself. And I never paid attention before. You know, it was just on autoplay autopilot, I was running around busy. And so once you get on that autopilot, that subconscious kind of takes over and you don't even realize what you're saying to yourself.
1: It is true. And so you have to almost monitor your thoughts. So anytime you're going to get started with something or try something new, or even go in a different direction, or say no to somebody, watch how you talk to yourself. Many of us kind of fall in similar categories. Like, And I will talk a lot about this in the book Seeking, because when you identify how you talk to yourself, what your ego says to you, when you identify what fears you're stemming those those conversations from, it's a lot easier to get on the other side of it. And so seeking is a real tool for people that want to step into their next level of life's work, but have been holding themselves back and not even sure how or why. And so it gives very specific anchors that people lean on and even like drowned in that prevents
0: them from really living the life that they're here to live. So now that someone has identified the self-talk and they say, okay, I know that when X, Y, or Z happens, I tend to think this and I tend to think these negative thoughts. So identifying it is the first step. What is the second tip that you would give someone who's looking to raise that vibration?
1: Yeah. So when I was writing my book Seeking and many of my other books, I needed like really quiet time because it really takes a lot, as you know, as an author yourself, to really get the right words on the paper in the right space. And it just, it just, even when you're not writing, you're writing, right? Yeah. And I really had to shut off the noise in my life. And I really haven't gone back to it. So the noise in my life was the TV, the radio, um, you know, conversations I had with people that I would get on the phone call with them. We would have a call. But after I felt so tired or drained or I didn't feel that good, I just really had to mind, you know, how I was exchanging energy with other people and what I was taking in. And you don't realize what a drain the TV is until you're not doing it for a long time. And I will go as far as to say that the TV is perfectly orchestrated for us not to illuminate our light.
0: That's true, because it can be a very big time consumer. And so when people are glued to that, it's like there's a lot of things you're not getting accomplished that you could because you're sitting there, but also this is one thing I don't think people think about the negativity sometimes that comes up from what you watch, even social media. You can sometimes end up being surrounded by people who are always complaining or posting negative things that has a huge effect on your energy.
1: Yeah. And so doing an energy inventory, right? So how am I talking to myself? What am I watching? Who am i choosing to speak with what am i paying attention to in my life like even taking a walk in your neighborhood and you end up talking to the neighbor for 20 minutes but it's like upset about xyz like you have to think of yourself as like a pool of energy and like are you giving 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 or are you letting people suppress the energy you have And I have found that the more I monitor my own energy, my own frequency, the easier it is for me to be kind of mindful of what I pay attention to, what I watch and what I engage in. So now when I'm in conversations that are draining or just not a conversation I want to have, I just don't really respond. I just listen. I say yes. And then I try to shift the conversation to something I want to talk about. Or you know, back out of the conversation in a way that's kind, but also recognizes that I can't, I cannot handle that energy right now. I'm really trying to raise my frequency, and so depending on where you are in your life, you might be completely content where you are. But if you have a desires to really kind of work more towards your life's work, oftentimes we have to shift our energy to illuminate our path.
0: Yeah, and I know people who have told me. They're such a light that people are drawn to them. And so they want to tell them all of their problems and ask them for help. And that can be very draining to your and your own energy as well.
1: It can. And you can shield yourself. So when you go into parties or you go into work events, what I do is I visually ask the higher power to put the veil over me the protective energy the protective veil especially if i'm really just not in it to like solve life problems which obviously happens to me a lot too my husband always says people tell you the craziest things and they tell you things like they've known you for decades and it's it's true like i hear stuff about people that i'm sure i've had even people say i can't believe i'm telling you this i'm like yeah me neither yeah. but the reality is i think just the energy that the frequency that i work at it is an invitation to drain and ground energy. And I've been told through many that I can ground other people's energy as an empath and as a a light worker. So sometimes I have to be ready to go into, into events. And if I'm not, I put the veil over me and just say, I just need like an hour of quiet time. And then I'll do an hour of work and then an hour of quiet time when I make like this conversation with the universe. But most of the times when I get home from any type of event, more than two people, it takes me like two hours to go to sleep. Like I need to shower and ground myself and do a meditation before I can sometimes even do yoga to just before I can fall asleep because I have so much energy in my body that I need to just like let that really ground.
0: Yeah, and you talk about letting go too of energy that you've picked up on that's not your own. And I think that's a really important thing to do that we often don't think about. But it's like you said, you've gone to this event now you've talked to 50 people and now you have all of this energy, you know, around you. And not even just that, but I think sometimes when we get into situations, maybe we have arguments with people we love that energy, that negativity kind of stays with us. And it's really important to clear that.
1: It is, it is. And if any of you follow follow Byron Katie, uh, she always says, you know, what's happening outside of you is happening inside of you. And so if you're having these repeat arguments, it's really just a reflection of how you're already feeling. And so really saying, like, is this happening? How do I feel about this? Stuff? She has four questions she asks: Is this real? Does it matter? And I didn't do any of those in the right order. But the idea is, is that your, your external is reflection of your internal and that most people in your life are playing a role for you to grasp or learn a lesson
0: yeah i always say when something's not going right like ask yourself what is this really about like what is it teaching me because life doesn't happen to us it happens for us but we have the tendency to want to play that victim because it's really easy to do and say oh no this is happening again why is this happening But I love asking those questions because I think it's really true. You find out that it was not about the thing you thought it was about. It was teaching you something about yourself and maybe you need to work on letting go of different things or building your self-esteem. There's always some sort of lesson there that for me has pointed me in the direction of myself. Like You need to do this internal work and figure it out.
1: It's so true. And I have to say the reason I ended up like in a tapping class was because of the relationships around me. Like things just kept going sideways. And I'm like, why is this happening to me? Like, why am I in these situations where I'm having like such tumultuous situations happening to me? It doesn't align with what I've been practicing or energetically. But I realized that I needed to shift my life. And for me, it started with energy work. And I just started going to some classes, some tapping classes. And then I ended up doing some Reiki and I've done astrology and past life regression. I've done all kinds of things because I'm really just trying to better understand myself and why I am on the planet at this time.
0: Yeah, I think that's so important too. It really is. I think a lot of people are waking up and realizing that we, can, we have control over a lot of things with our thoughts And we're kind of creating our realities. And so I think that energetic work is so important because the higher you vibrate, you know, the better things you call into your life and the better your existence can actually be. I know I've witnessed that in my own life. So I think it's super important.
1: Well, I would love to show you something I do right at my desk, a really quick grounding exercise. But I think also listening to what keeps coming your way. So like over the last probably I would say 10 days, like telepathy keeps coming to me over and over. I'm listening to a book they talked about. I put a meditation on and they talked about it. You know, I was um, talking to a friend, they had said it. And I feel like messages come to us all the time. And if you're not practicing being in the present moment, it's hard to hear or see them. But I will tell you, since I really practice being mindful and it took me a while To be mindful. It was not something I did in a week. It took me eight weeks, 12 weeks, three, four months to really just practice being in this moment right now. It is amazing the lessons, insights, and even um, messages that come to me.
0: Yeah. I started my mindfulness practice probably five years ago. It was like right around that time before I started the podcast. That's kind of what led me into doing the podcast. And it was a practice, you know, it takes a little while to completely learn how to shift your mindset because we've been so programmed to think one way. And then when you realize, oh, I don't have to, I don't have to get upset when this happens or I don't have to beat myself up if I make a mistake, I can just look at it as a learning experience and take the lesson and move on and still be happy with myself. and. It, it took a long time for me to shift that, but it is totally possible. It's so possible, and it, for me, someone who was raised in a pretty negative <laughs> household with like the negativity as far as like thinking, negative thinking, it was deeply rooted. But if I could do it, like anybody can shift their mindset. And most
1: light workers that I work with now, so I have a community where I'm. I interview all the light workers I work with. Mostly because most of the women that I work with are business women and they're really used to Myers Briggs and Strength Binders and other very masculine tools that we use in corporate America. I bring together the light workers I work with and interview them on their journey. Most of them have had jobs at some point in corporate America and then did stuff off the side of their desk and then shifted over. So that's one theme. The second theme is many light workers have really tumultuous childhoods whether it's religious space abuse um negativity as you mentioned because i believe that a lot of light workers are a little bit nervous to use their light in a way that they have in the past because of the things that have happened to them so they believe if they come in and things are more locked down it'll be harder to use but most times light workers break free from that energy, and they end up using their light in a way to help the world.
0: Yeah, I love that too. That's so amazing when that happens. Okay, so you said you have a technique you use at your desk that uh, is really quick that people can do to sort of like a grounding exercise.
1: Yes, yes. So, uh, so there's two things I do all the time, and you know, a lot of people think they have to go to the park or get on their yoga mat or you know go on a solo trip or retreat, but the reality is, none of us do that enough. And so I just do a really quick meditation for myself if I feel like I have energy that's no longer serving me, or I feel like I'm really not inside my body. Many of us kind of float outside our bodies. Uh, Sometimes it's completely, you're kind of oblivious to it. But the reality is, is that we do have to ground ourselves in our bodies because all of our wisdom is within So if you put your feet on the ground, if you're listening and you're not driving, you can put your feet on the ground and maybe if you're driving, you can pull over. But I really just try to wiggle my toes and ankles and just try to really get my feet grounded. It's like I'm going to be part of the earth. And then I ask Mother Nature to join me. And I ask Mother Nature to really bring the vines of wisdom up through Mother Nature, up through the earth, around my feet and my ankles, up through my legs, over my knees. I start to feel her vines just really nourishing me with love and beauty that makes mother nature such a wonderful thing. I feel the vines over my legs and up my torso, moving over my stomach and back, up over my shoulders and down my arms, up my neck and up to my head. And then I actually feel like almost like a tree. It like grows up into the sky. And I love the sensation because it makes me feel like I'm part of something bigger and I feel so held. And if I want, I sort of think of my head parallel to the ceiling and I just sort of ask the universe from above to fill me with beautiful light. Some of us open the top of our heads. Some of us create space above, above our head and we feel this white, beautiful, liquid light from this universal energy that we're all part of, really come through our heads and over our eyes. I love like making sure it really gets into my eye sockets because I spend so much time looking at my computer, down my nose and mouth, the back of my head, my throat, shoulders, down my arms, down my body, torso, stomach, buttocks, legs, knees and into the ground. And just like that, within a matter of minutes, I feel like I am full of the light I need to really feel my body from the inside out. And I have the vines of mother nature hugging me. And it just gives me a few minutes to one, not feel alone. And two, realize that whatever I'm working on is just like a snapshot of something that's on this earth plane, but not really as significant sometimes as I make it because I'm part of such a bigger energy. And when I feel like I got enough white light from the universe, I close up my head and I ask mother nature, thank you so much for giving me this beautiful hug. And as I'm saying that I can already feel the vines coming down my head, throat, shoulders, and arms. I can feel the vines going down my torso, down my legs, over my knees. Down my thighs, the back of my legs, over my ankles, over my toes, and back into the ground. And just like that, I feel like whatever I was working on, whatever I was worried about is just such a small little nugget of what is available to me. And it gives me such wonderful perspective that I am more powerful than anything I'm going through right now.
0: I love that. And I love the uh, incorporation of mother nature in that too, because I feel like mother earth is so grounding and healing. So that's such a quick, powerful little tool to use for anybody who's, you know, having a rough day just needs to reset. I love that. I love how available that is for anybody to use. Thank you for sharing Mm -hmm. that with us. Thank you. So tell us if there's anybody out there listening who is interested in maybe purchasing your book, or maybe they just want to follow you because they know you have a group. uh, Where you have collected many energy workers and that's also an amazing thing, how could somebody buy your book or be a part of that or follow you what's the best way for them to do that.
1: Mm, Melissa, so you can find me anywhere under JJD Geronimo. The books are all on Amazon and a lot of them are in local bookstores, which I always love to support. And, you know, Instagram's a great place to find me or LinkedIn. Those are my two platforms of choice choice under JJD Geronimo. I
0: love it. And we will have some links for you in the show notes so you can quickly get there. Thank you so much for being here with us today and for sharing your wisdom about energy work. I think it's so important. And I just love when we have people on here who are doing that all important light work. So thank you so much. Mm, Thank you, Melissa. And I look forward to working with you again. Yes. Thank you guys for being here with us today. As always, if you like the show, please subscribe, please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit. Also, you can join us on Patreon where you can see this live interview. You can see the video of the interview and you can join for free for seven days just to see how you like it. We'd love to have you there and we do live card readings each week. So I'd love to have you. I hope you guys have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. As always, I am sending you so much love and light and I will talk to you soon. Bye guys.